Hello, folks out there. This episode of the podcast is partnered by Audible. Greg, you know what I love about Audible? What do you love about Audible, I don't have to pick up a book anymore and carry it around with me. In fact, I carry it around in my phone, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They literally keep thousands of titles right on your phone, accessible at any time, when you're driving, when you're cooking, when you're mowing the lawn, changing a diaper, doesn't matter. It's all right there at your fingertips, John. They've got podcasts, they've got lectures, they've got some like health and wellness and like fitness series on there that if you just are looking for something to fill that gap, like you're not getting into a book right now, it's all there for you, man. If you're a member, Greg, what's cool about it is you get three titles per month. The first one, you can pick whatever you want. Like I've said, I'll probably start hitting up some of those health and wellness books. And then what's awesome is they have two Audible exclusives exclusives folks you can't get it anywhere else it's true that is very true so if you guys want to get on the audible train you can go to audibletrial.com slash j-a-t-g that stands for johnny and the greg hook yourself up with a 30-day free trial no promises no nothing if you don't like it which i can't imagine you're not going to like it um it, you can cancel at any time but the great thing about that is the books you get during your free trial or if at any time those books are yours like you get to keep them you can listen to them non-stop anytime all the time sounds like a deal to me man so if you guys are smart like i know you guys are because you already listened to this podcast sign yourself up guys what do you got to lose it's 30-day free trial yeah. and it's books it's knowledge you gotta drink it up it is so one more time, it is audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. One hello, hello, hello there, world. It's Johnny and the Greg. Greg, hey, we had so much fun today on this podcast. Oh, we we went way over our normal time because we were having so much fun. Yeah, we uh, we just we talked movies, and uh, there's been a how do I describe this? There's been this topic that keeps coming up about how streaming services and is this the death of movie theaters? And so we brought on your friend. Yeah, we brought on my buddy Matt. Um, he is the manager of the town cinema in Watertown, Wisconsin. Um, it's a small screen, but you know, Matt and I always have a blast talking movies. Um, and I was really interested to get his take being that, uh, that small town movie theater owner, not the mm -hmm. megaplex mm -hmm. and, but he still knows so much about the business. So, right. um, given the developments that we had and like where we're going and, you know, is is the vaccination going to make it that we can have a summer of a summer of movies or not so we just cover a lot of stuff uh for us the super bowl just happened so we talk about that and then we just get into like what are we looking forward to yeah absolutely so without further ado folks matt sampin <laughs> Hey, Greg, who do we hey, got John. today? Oh, we got my buddy Matt here with us. Uh, 
He owns Town Cinema in Watertown, Wisconsin. We brought him on because we're going to talk movies today. Movies, movies, movies. We're going to talk talk movies and then overall kind of the, <laughs> I say, State of the Union in terms of movie stuff. I mean, it's it 2020 was kind of a shit year for you guys um, with the back and the forth. And can, can you have people in? Can you not? And even now where you guys can host guests like Hollywood is still sticking it to you theater owners by not releasing much. You know, yeah. we got these big budget films that are out there. So let's, uh, let's talk about that. Like what, I mean, I, I think I want to start cause I've learned so much from you and I've, uh, for the folks listening, I've known Matt for years. I've done private screenings at his theater for my friends and family, uh, for the entire, uh, star Wars, like since they got bought from, bought by Disney. I think we did all of them there, including, uh, rogue one and solo and a bunch of the, bunch of the Disney movies, big summer films, Marvel films. Um, but I think I've learned so much from you in terms of like, just how, how the business works. I mean, people don't know that just, if you're a theater owner, what do you keep? I mean, you go to like the big theater chains and you're paying 15, maybe 20 bucks a ticket. I hear in some parts of the country, they, and then they want to sneak in their candy and stuff. Cause they think that the theater owners are just gouging them on uh candy and concession prices and whatnot, but they don't know how the money works. So can we get into that first and kind of like, if, if someone comes to the theater and buys a ticket, what's the percentage that actually goes back to the studios? Yeah. Um, Really, the whole thing with the studios is that they get 70 to, to 80% of the ticket the first three weeks that the movie's out. Um, so we really don't get very much from our tickets at all. So, And you guys touched on this in the first show when you were talking about concessions is kind of the whole thing for us. We really do rely on those concessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I found that um, actually quite shocking when when i first heard about that like how much of that ticket uh price goes back because i thought for sure like you kept most of that um, right but really hardly just a real fraction of it does it is it the same per studio or does it change from like disney gets a cut and then warner brothers gets a different cut or how does that work sometimes so really it's kind of straight across the board when the movie is brand new we call it on the break um, when the movie is brand new, it's almost always 70 to 80%. If it's a Disney movie, it's always 80%. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else is kind of negotiable. But um, outside those three first weeks, um, then it becomes like an aggregate. And basically it goes from 70 to 60 to 50, depending on how long the movie's been around. Mm-hmm. And it can go all the way down to our favor at 35%. You know, we can take 65% of the ticket. But that's after it's been out for a month or or more. Who decides that, Matthew? Like, who decides um, to pull it off or take it out of the theater? Is that you or is that the Sometimes we have the option. Other times the studios have to pretty much tell us what they want us to do. And it really does depend. You guys talked about this last time, too, with uh, when Star Wars comes out, you're really stuck with the movie for seven, eight weeks, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, if we were to get rid of a movie, especially a Disney movie, uh, before our contract, we would jeopardize our relationship with that 
studio mm. for other bigger movies. How would they know, Matt? Well, everything's digital now, so everything that goes through our ticket process, you know, gets uploaded right into the uh, the cloud, which then gets, you know, they can access all of our numbers. Really? Oh, wow. So what they do is, so like the big wigs or the people that crunch the numbers at Disney or whatever movie studio, they're looking at how many people have digitally bought the movie or uh, bought a ticket to go to the movie. Right. Right. And we report our, our tickets either way because we always have to give that percentage of tickets to the studios. And that's what we have a booking agent to do that for us. So they just send an email saying, all right, well, we don't want you to have this movie anymore. Well, that hardly ever happens. It's more like the opposite where they send us an email and say, you don't have the option to get rid of our movie. You have to keep it for another week or another two weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. So, so it does make it difficult for us. I mean, for us, we're yeah. a three-screen theater that, that you know, we have here. Um, you talk about Marcus and AMC with the 12 to 16 mm-hmm. screens. There's no problem with that. They can just move their movie to whatever studio or whatever theater they want to put it on. There's no problem. For us, with only three screens, we have to be a little bit more choosy and, and hope that we have something that can, you know, stay in our in our theaters for two, three weeks and have people still show up. When you say choosy, Matt, I'm sorry, Greg, when you say choosy, Matt, are you, what, what is the bidding process? Do you, first off, do you even bid for a movie? Like how, how do you get the pick? Do they just Um, give you something or? Well, what they do is they tell you how many prints, you know, they call it prints, but it's all digital now. Mm -hmm. Uh, how many prints of a movie in a, in a market. And if our booker says, you know, there's, uh, 4,500 screens that they're willing to give this movie out to, we know we can get it. Anytime it's about 3,500 screens or more, we can definitely get the movie. But Mm -hmm. this is all pre-COVID, of course. Now, um, pretty much anything that comes out, we can get our hands on, which is about the only good thing that's happened from COVID because there's less theaters open. So more prints are, are... more places for the studios to get their movies out, the better for them. Um, it doesn't always work that way, but for the most part, during COVID times, it's it has been that way. Yeah, because I remember even it was pre-COVID, I would be sending you messages or emails asking if you're going to get some, I don't know, obscure sci-fi film right. or horror movie or something like that. Um, and you're like... Yeah, I don't I don't know if we're going to be able to bring that one in. And I always thought it was cuz you had three screens and you got to bring in movies that are going to be the most bang for your buck. It's it's um, a little bit of that, but it's also we have all these different strikes against us. We're in a small town. Mm-hmm. We have three screens and our tickets are $3 or at the time $4.25. So mm-hmm. the studios would look at us and say, "Well, we're not going to make a lot of money from that theater. They don't need to have our movie. We'd rather give it to Johnson Creek who's got $12 tickets." and more screens whatever so they would give them the print as opposed to us and that's only if it's a limited amount of prints and i really don't know the science behind that i don't know why studios wouldn't want their movies to go everywhere but it happens all the time unfortunately we were just i was talking with my wife uh on saturday we happened to be in um the brookfield area uh, brookfield wisconsin where they've got the giant cynodyne uh you know sit down have a meal and we we did that a couple Christmases ago and with my family of five at um 
an evening show. We had dinner there. The kids still wanted the popcorn and the snacks and everything else. And so we got all that. By the end of the night, I mean, we were, I want to say $250 in to, oh. to a family movie. Um, cause we did like the reserved seats. I mean, it, it was, it was like, it was an outing and we knew that going in. It's not like, so it was it like was, flying first class. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was something that we planned and budget for. We knew what we were getting into. It wasn't a total shock. Um, but it was one of those things where after we were done and we saw a movie that it was the second Jumanji movie with, uh, with the rock and, uh, uh, Kevin Hart, which don't cry. in my opinion, don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, just not not the strongest movie to come out that year. And we were I like I walked out of there, I'm like, that we could have saw that at the town and spent a fraction of our and, and still had a good time. And it had the same amount. I mean, like it was just <laughs> I just don't want to go anywhere else anymore because I'm like, hey, we get there's plenty of places to eat in that town. Yeah. Uh in Watertown and like good food. You know, great. And what a lot of people don't uh, get is like, they're like, well, it's a small little theater. I'm like, it's all digital. Like, they set standards. Like, you can't, I mean, it's all digital screen sound. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I love it. It's a great theater. And I'm just gushing over it right now. So I'm going to try. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, so Matt, let me ask you a question. I'm just going to ask the hard question. If it's a small theater and you got three, screens and your prices are cheap but people kind of it sounds like to me people are looking at it as like yeah why would i want to go to the small one my question would be why open this why why like what are you doing <laughs> well uh there's a lot of uh lot of people it, it, asking the same question obviously sounds like your dad coming through there and be like what are you doing son <laughs> yeah I, I yeah and i don't mean to, i don't mean to come across that way because I, like Greg and I, I think, both love the theater experience, but I think I'm more on the the side of again. I'm I I love the theater experience. It's just I'm more on. I see a realistic view where it's. I feel actually theaters are going to start going into kind of more your territory where it's okay. Hey, three dollars. Let's let's go there. Let's go check that out. Let's go get back to that theater experience that we used to have versus the Marcus theaters where. Um, you know, you're paying an arm and a leg $250 just to go watch a movie. Yeah. It right. becomes almost a Broadway play there. Like, like that well, and of- I think for us, you know, the fact that we're able to have our prices so low and, you know, like right now, anytime the theater's open, it's going to be me that you're going to be seeing there because we don't have any employees right now because of how slow things are with COVID and everything. Right. There's not a lot of overhead. So the theater... Our our theater has a little bit more of a fighting chance, I think, than some of the other theaters out there because of the fact that we can control our costs so much. And, it, you know, we don't have to have a packed house every single time to come out ahead. And, it, you know, like right now with restrictions, we're at 25%, but Watertown's actually just about to go to phase two, I think. So we're going to be at 50% pretty soon. Oh, cool. Awesome. Good. doesn't really affect us that much, to be totally honest with you. But when it does, you know, that'd be great when yeah. some of those big movies come out. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things that we have, the fact that we can kind of uh, keep tabs on our controllable costs. That's the biggest thing for us. Yeah, my daughter was actually pretty disappointed because she always wanted to work at town. And, then, mm-hmm. you know, 
if things turn around here, there's still time when during her high school year, she might be able to do that. But, um, so one of the things that you you've done just to try to try to keep people coming in the door is that I love, and I love it. You are showing like just older films or stuff that, uh, stuff that I honestly just missed. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark or. Well, I, we didn't do that one yet, but that was actually on, on my list. Yeah. I saw like right now for February. We're, what's that? I was, I was just going to say, I saw the 1989 Batman there. Like, uh, was it October or something like that? You had yeah. a great run of like older, like Halloween based movies that it was just, it's a good time to go. And yeah, I could watch it in somebody's living room on a big digital screen or something like that. But having that theater experience, I brought in some friends um, and we just sat there and we watched Batman. It was great. Yeah. We played the original Superman movie too. And, um, you know, we kind of did some themes for a little while. Like right now we're doing some Audrey Hepburn movies. We just finished mm-hmm. doing Sabrina from 1954. We're doing uh, Roman holiday. Um, uh, I can't remember the other two, um, breakfast at Tiffany's and another one. I I'm blanking on mm-hmm. Th- this weekend for, um, for Valentine's day, we're doing ghost from 1990. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You know. So I, Okay, let me go back to my original question of why. I guess what I was really asking is, Matthew, where did your love of movies come from to where you wanted to open up your own theater? Well, okay, just just to to clear it all, I'm actually just the manager. The the, the owners oh, okay. are are still, um, you know, the the guys that that live in the town next to us, and they come mm-hmm. in and do the stuff that they need to do. But um, they let me. You are- make all the all the choices and and make you know make sure i'm making the money but in order to do this kind of stuff um i think the love of movies is really from my family i grew up with uh my parents that loved watching movies almost every weekend we were on the couch watching older movies and if it was black and white i'd normally sneak away because those (laughs) bored me at the time Mm mm-hmm but my even the Universal sister, Monsters, even those. Oh uh, no, 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 no! Those were, those are awesome. We <laughs> just man. bought. Uh, my myself and a and an employee of mine have gone through all of the classic monster stuff. We bought it on Blu-ray. Oh. Nice. And we put it on the big screen, of course. Yeah, that's been yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, those to watch. those movies, man. I think that I don't know about Greg, but for me, that got my love of movies going. Yeah. Were those things that was like. At nights, I think it was like Friday night, they would play it at like midnight, and I'd do my best to stay up and watch it with my mom. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, great, great memories. And then there was always Sven Gooley who would, you know, oh, have the oh, yeah. turn of the creature of the Black Lagoon after Saturday morning cartoons. Life was pretty sweet when you were a kid and it was Saturday morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was more eight. of an Elvira fan than Sven Gooley, but I think that was just me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was just you. No, that wasn't <laughs> okay. just you. Okay. That's when I all of a sudden went, hey, oh, wait a minute. Who's that girl? I like her better. I want to yeah. watch her movies. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Greg. So kind of like you mentioned like getting those, you know, the, watching the Universal films and it was just you and an employee, stuff like that. What it? What's the process to like having some of those on the screen? Do the studio still want to come in and be like, hey, that's still our movie? You know, yeah, you, we, we need, you need a, we need a get, chunk of that. Yeah. You need licensing for everything we play. Um, a lot of times the movies that we're playing right now that are older uh, mm-hmm. than the, the normal ones, 
they are coming out in like packages that the old, that the studios are coming out with, and they're saying you can play these Audrey Hepburn movies for thirty five percent as opposed to having to pay okay. a flat fee of three hundred bucks. And for me here, it makes a lot more sense to do the percentage stuff as opposed to paying out three hundred sure. or two fifty, not knowing how many people are going to show up for a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that so that's the safest way, if, if that makes sense for you. So, like the st- the studios say for thirty five percent for all the tickets. So if I have ten mm-hmm. people show up, they get thirty five percent of that that ticket take. But if they do a flat fee, then I'm paying three hundred dollars and hoping I can recoup that from right. the tickets, and it would never happen, especially in COVID. So, like, Man. if John and I were to host a like one night only uh, Evil Dead screening um they would say like we're going to take 35 percent of all the tickets for that night and right and just have it be at that yeah or a flat fee for something like that and you know we do those all the time we tell people you know get a couple of your friends together pay 250 dollars for the licensing and then charge all your guests however much you want make it into a fundraiser if you want to do that or something like that all right matt let's talk about the big 300 pound gorilla that is rolling down the hill at you guys. <laughs> the whole streaming thing now, where, um, you know, Black Widow is probably on its way. Mulan came out streaming. The big one, Wonder Woman 1984. And uh, I believe it was Warner Brothers saying they're putting basically all of their movies on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. You like guys when you heard this... that, what? Oh, it was. It was devastating. It of really course. was. I mean, it went from we used to have this agreement, and you guys talked about NATO before the National Association of Theater Owners. Mm-hmm. They used to have a pact where we would have movies for three weeks or whatever, um, or actually be for ninety days. That was the whole thing. For ninety days, the theaters were protected to play these movies. They couldn't go anywhere before that. Yep. All of a sudden, HBO. Max comes out and they're they're um, a subsidiary of AT&T. AT&T comes out and says we're going to put all of Warner Brothers movies, which is the next 21 movies all on HBO Max the same day. And that was What do you mean? What do you mean all at once or are you talking about the same day it comes out in the theater? Sorry, so yes, like... the same day, right. So the same day it comes out in the theater, it's going to be on HBO Max the same time. Right, but okay. With that, you only have to have HBO Max as a subscription. There's no premium, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rental price or anything like that, like they did with Mulan and and uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, this is if you have the subscription for nine or ten bucks or whatever it is, you know, you can watch these movies. And uh, that was like, wh- how how is that even possible? Like, I thought there was rules. I thought there was. I thought NATO was was actually protecting us and all this stuff, and that didn't happen. And then, uh, you know, Disney did their own thing as well, and it turned into we're supposed to be happy with Warner Brothers giving us the opportunity to play a movie as opposed to Disney not even giving us that opportunity. Like with Soul, which was a great movie, Mm. unfortunately it went right to Disney+. And are these, like... The, the the rules that NATO ha- had, or were they like gentlemen's agreements, like set up in the 40s or something like that? I mean, it, it seemed to be like they had no teeth. 
That's exactly it. And I really thought that there were actual rules and, and that there were laws that were protecting us with this kind of stuff. And I haven't heard anyone step up and say, this isn't right. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, Universal is doing something with AMC and Cinemark, which are the two and three largest uh, yeah. theater chains in the world. And they're working on a deal where if a new movie comes out, um, and they make fifty million or more, they can put their movie on on demand. Uh, I think it's thirty one days after the movie's been out. So it went from third from ninety days to thirty one. Hmm. If so, the movie makes less than fifty, they can actually bring it out to on demand in seventeen days, which is crazy, gosh. crazy amount. Because the one thing that you guys have to know too for us is that, we don't always get movies when they first come out because Correct. there's not a lot of studio, there's not a lot of prints. So after it's been out for two weeks or three weeks, sometimes then we can get a movie. Mm-hmm. What they're talking about doing is getting that the movie that we can first get on their second or third week. It's already going to be on on demand as well. So that is that is a theater killer kind of decision in, in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's um, damn. I mean, that's. And we've got guys like Steven Spielberg coming out saying things like, no, theaters are still going to be around. It's still going to be a thing. And is he just delusional? I mean, he's a big time director. He's got some power and some clout, but it seems like these studios are just like, nope, this is how we're going to do it. Right. Like this is the future. That's it. I mean, we also have people like Christopher Nolan who said, based on what Warner Brothers did with the HBO Max, that he doesn't want to work with them because what they did was totally wrong. Yep. And these companies like Legendary, who's... I was going to say, can you talk about that? Or? Yeah, so Legendary, who's who's producing Dune, when that comes out, you got to realize that Legendary has to go to their investors to get their money to be able to make these movies. And they can talk to their investors and say, well, it's going to be out in the movie theater for 90 days. We project this much from the box office. This is how it's going to work. They took all of that away without even asking, basically. Mm -hmm. They didn't talk to anyone except for Wonder Woman because originally they were just going to do Wonder Woman as the the day in, day out. That's what they call when it's in the theater and it's in um, on demand right away. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they gave, I think they gave Patty Jenkins like $10 million. Um, and then uh, Gal Gadot, also, who was a producer, yeah. another $10 million as well. So they kind of gave them that money and they said, like here... hush money. It almost kind of seems like that, right? Yeah. But they didn't go to anyone else for the other 20 movies that they have on their slate. So Legendary said, hey, what is, what's going on? They had a problem with this. And they somehow got a $250 million um, out-of-court settlement as well. But after that happened, yeah, after that happened, uh, that's when Christopher Nolan stepped up and said, I don't see a relationship with Warner Brothers in any time in the future. Uh, I don't condone what they're doing. They're taken away from the theaters. And that was kind of good to hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, So... How did how did Wonder Woman do like I don't know the numbers. How did Wonder Woman do and not only how did Wonder Woman do in the theater, how did it do um 
streaming wise and how are people how are they getting their value from streaming you know did, what I mean? Like, how are they getting their money from streaming? I, I think the question behind the question there, John, is did Wonder Woman generate new subscribers for HBO Max? Because that, the answer is yes. Yes, it did. But did it did it do enough? I don't think so. I don't think the numbers were what they were projecting. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, unfortunately. But um, from what I read, you know, they were doing a comparison of what Wonder Woman was to HBO Max as what Soul was to uh, Disney Plus because they both came out for Christmas. Disney Plus was like triple what HBO Max was. But again, you know, I don't I don't really know if that's what they were projecting. All I know is that Warner Brothers was uh, reported to say that they didn't make what they were hoping to and you know maybe that was going to change their mind but i mean if you guys watch any tv at all you know they haven't changed their mind at all they're going full no, speed ahead right. with their marketing of well, well do you think that has a lot to do with the fact that wonder woman wasn't well, well received it could be it could be i was you know, kind of one of those people that felt it was pretty mediocre to be okay honest. so you oh. watched it so how did you watch it did you watch it in, in your theater Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't know if you maybe, had it maybe there a or few not. Days earlier. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, I was right there on Christmas Day. My whole family went, um, and I did not like it at all. But yeah. wait a minute, Greg. I, that's a good point. Okay, so how much did it? If you don't mind me asking, how much did it cost? Uh, for my family to go, we because we. It's like four dollars a person. Three dollars yeah, a well, ticket. So we did ticket. tickets, and then okay. the, I let the kids do so that's nachos what, and pretzel bites, and I think probably like 45, 50 bucks, something okay. like that. So I guess 60. my yeah. So my point is like it's not. So you were going for more the theater experience and to Absolutely. help local and help to help and help local. Yep. And when you yep. walked out, you might have been disappointed by the movie, but you didn't feel like you got ripped off. No. No, if that's in, in fact, if I would have watched it at home and, and just did the whole, yeah, we're not going to go to the theater. We're just going to watch this at home and I would have watched it at home. I probably would have fell asleep about in somewhere in the third act and woken up and went, that movie was shit. I mean, I still think it's shit, but at least I watched the whole film um, right. and yeah, I don't know. I, I think I had a much better experience with it, you know, being in the theater than I did if I would have watched it at home. All right. I, and, guess, and there, I guess there are things, and, and this is where I'm going to get up on a soapbox, especially now when filmmakers, like, they've got these movies in the can. They expected them to be on the big screen. That is the experience. That, that's how they plan. That's how, like, the director of photography, he's like, I'm planning out a shot. And he's thinking about the size of the screen and what's it, what's it going to be, what's going to look cool. I'm looking forward, and I I hope uh, Kong versus or Godzilla versus Kong is is that a day date release? Um, so yeah. like like my son Team Kong. I'm just letting everybody know right now. Yeah. Team Kong for Johnny. I mean, there's no way my son would not want to see that on the big screen. Right. I mean, and, and that's anybody who's a who's a fan of those films. You want to see that on the big screen. Yeah, I mean. Even if you have, uh, uh, you know, thousands of dollars set up home movie theater, whatever, you want to go to a movie theater and see that. Um, And so that's where I'm like, are they going to change how they make films? 
like to for the small screen because you know I watched the ones on Netflix. Uh, Extraction was a decent film made for the small screen, but I think if they would have taken that on the big screen, it would have kicked ass probably a little bit more. It did kick ass. It did kick. But imagine that on a big <laughs> screen, like like John. We talked about this a year a year ago. Like Top yeah. Gun, the sequel of Top Gun. That you want to see that in like IMAX. Like when you, that's one that you want to be able to get that illusion of flight when you're watching that film. Hmm. I, I, I know where you're going. I I almost get it sitting on your couch. Yeah. I I think what you're doing, I'm with you and I'm not with you. And, And what I mean by the not with you part is, um, the new generation it, it's like explaining, and I'm going off real off topic here, but it's like it's trying to tell my, my nephew about Michael Jordan. that like he never saw it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand right. what it was like to go to the bar and cheer and watch this and this moment. We're all in this moment where we, 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 we were shocked when we heard that Luke, uh, that Vader was Luke's dad. Indiana Jones took us an adventure. We were immersed into this theater experience right. a lot of these people aren't going to have that a lot of these people are growing up on netflix right like, and it, their big screen televisions in their basement with their surround sound so i think that's the fight that a lot of people are fighting it, it is but i i disagree on your analogy because like jordan was like a chunk of time where like you can't get that back in a movie though you can recreate that. Like what, when Matt shows Raiders of the Lost Ark, my ass is going to be in that seat. Your ass. I, yeah. And, right. and I, but, but you, I think anybody experienced it, but and no, but you can take a kid, you can pull him off of his phone and say, we're going to go see this movie and you can, he can have that experience for the first time. It, it, it's recreatable is what I'm saying is that you can, he can have I see that. your point now. I see your so, point. Yeah. I, I think the better point and I'm sorry, Matt, we're, we're not ignoring you. John and I are getting in. We don't disagree often, but no, what we do. No. Um, Matt's here. Oh, hey, Matt. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Sorry. So, and we talked about this. Um, you brought up a point like you were, you had a coworker who had said, I, I can't sit down and watch a movie. And you're like, me or what? Matt, me or Matt. No, you, John, you told me this. Okay, okay, you were, uh, and your day job, you, you had a guy who was like, you know, a young 20 something was like, yeah, I don't watch movies. And you're like, what oh, do you mean yeah. you don't watch, watch movies? He's uh, like, Matt, Matt, do you know Queeber uh, or, or it's uh, uh, Quib- they're Quibi. 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 They're 10 oh, minute Quibi. movies. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, like he was telling me, and I know what you're talking about now, Greg. He was telling me that he can't sit and watch. Oh, he said he never saw a movie and it shocked me. He goes, I can't sit there and watch that that long. You know, and I thought, okay, that's the battle we're fighting. Like it's yeah. it's the younger ge- and I, I we're sounding literally like the guy like back in our day, we records sounded better than CDs. You know, that's how we're sounding. That's what it is. That's what this is. We're saying that records are better because well, they are that short form entertainment is what like my kids are are being inundated with. Yes, and, and things like uh, uh, TikTok and YouTube TikTok, that are yes, that absolutely. are really more created for short form but the thing is and they can okay i'm gonna slow my brain down here i what i don't want to see is for movie theaters to go away and then that isn't accessible anymore like 
that's the fight I'm fighting. We need to keep that accessibility there for uh, a kid who eventually puts his phone down and says, you know, I saw clips of this movie called The Raid, and I see that it's playing uh, a midnight show at my local theater. Maybe I want to go check that out and watch it the whole movie and go, holy shit, that's amazing. Well, let me ask you a question, Greg. This is interesting because I I almost feel like did – Sports Center start this. When I heard a Ooh. lot of people, including you, say, Yep, I didn't really need to do that. I just need to watch the highlights. I don't need I to just needed to watch myself. Sports Center. Yeah. 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 Did they start this? Did they start this ball rolling? And now all of a sudden oh. it's just hey, let's uh, hey man, I just need to see the trailer. Like our generation. <laughs> like trailers, like Matthew, started. remember trailers? Trailers are they're like events now. They're not yeah. like I remember the best trailer I ever saw where I was like, I am going to take the day off and I'm going to be first in line to watch Batman versus Superman because the trailer that Zack Snyder had with the rock and roll and he's coming with that plane and there's dan and then and then and I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And then you went there and you went, oh, shit, that was the best, most amazing part of it. <laughs> right. Suicide Squad, I think, is like the perfect example. An there you amazing go. trailer. The movie was awful, but an yeah. amazing trailer. Yeah, I actually I, like Batman vs. Superman a little bit more than most. So. That, no, yeah, that's okay. I'm with Matt on that one. I don't, I don't hate that movie as much as some people do. Um, but, but, yeah, trailers are, if you can cut a good trailer, you can get some butts and seats. Right. Yeah, so I guess trailer. what I'm saying is, did we... By like, I think what Marvel has generation, done, yeah. yeah, I think what Marvel has always done well with their trailers is they give you stuff, but they don't give you anything, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part, you know, and um, I think that's why the Marvel movies are probably successful is because you go in there and you're like, oh, they didn't show any of this, and not only that, they sneak stuff that never happens in the movie. You're <laughs> like, where the that hell is, is Hulk true. running? Where the hell is like when when would that happen? Like yeah. that didn't even show up. Oh, that's oh, they faked us out. Right. You know, they get, and I think Marvel's in an interesting spot that in the trailers, they put enough for comic nerds like me and I think Matt to be like, oh, I see what they're doing there. And then we're going back to what we read back in the 80s and 90s. And then you've got all these kids uh, that have just been brought up on the movies. And I got into an argument with a 20 something on TikTok over the latest episode of WandaVision. And she was like, This is what it is. I'm like, You haven't read a comic in your life, have you? It's not even that. So, who's the I mean, Scarlet Witch people keep talking oh, about? Oh, man. She's going off on what she thinks it is. And I'm like, The whole Mephisto no. thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I do think that he's playing into it, but I think so a little bit. She was going off on how, you know, I think I'm getting off track, but just the idea that, uh, you know, Marvel proved that Wanda can't pull people from the multiverse. I'm like, how did, how did they do that? She's like, well, and she kind of went off into this whole reality thing. And like, that is a theory. Yeah. (laughs) And I have a theory too, but it's still, you just recognize that it's a theory. Um, let me ask you about Matt. Let me ask you about WandaVision. And not in terms of do you like it or not, but do, when they when they started doing this on Disney Plus, 
like what are your thoughts on that are you thinking like because i could see like paying three dollars to go see wandavision at your theater if they didn't offer it at disney plus do you see what i'm saying like it doesn't that go back to the old 1950s the serials like going to watch flash gordon and Mm -hmm. seeing like next week i go watch if he makes the jump or if he doesn't yeah yeah well i mean I'm all for Disney and and uh, all those different streaming places to make their own original content in serials and and episodes like that. Um, just keep the movies coming to the theaters. You know that's my only mm-hmm. request. Yeah. But you know well, not- when you were talking about um, Black Widow, I I really do think it's going to come out to the theaters, and they might do a day and date, but um, I. I sure hope that they're going to put it in the theater. I mean, I can't see kind of like what you were saying with Godzilla versus King Kong. I can't see just sitting and watching that on my TV. You know, I would have to watch yeah. that on a big screen and uh, we'll see what happens. And I've, I've brought this up to you when we're standing out talking before or after a show, like some, like the, there is a, uh, like a system where if they would allow it, that to let you show, like, even if it is, um, like Mulan that came out like strictly on Disney plus, if, if your theater were to pay like a commercial license or, or whatever they call it to be able to say, well, we can show Disney plus things in our theater and then, yeah, maybe have a, a different price pricing structure for that ticket. Hey right. Matt, I, could you do that? No. Could no, you there buy is... Disney plus and then just, put it on the big screen no there's no um there's no commercial licensing like what greg was just talking about um we would not be able to legally play it for uh anyone else you know we could watch it by ourselves i suppose but even that it all has to do with the size of your screen and if your screen's over a certain size it's considered commercial so technically no no we wouldn't be able to do that so it's kind of too bad but I could, I mean, and I think this is maybe where if someone would pitch this, I think it would work out. I mean, like my dad is not going to get a Disney plus subscription because he could give a shit about most of the stuff that's on there, but he does want to see some like the Marvel films or if there was a star Wars run or something like that, right. he would probably show up to those if they would say, Hey, you know what? It's the middle of summer have yourself a Star Wars marathon and we're going to take 35% of your ticket sales. You know, something like that where if they were to allow that, I think that would be a way to help support theater owners and the streaming service at the same time. Well, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk too badly about the mouse house because they control everything. So, Mm -hmm. um, but for, for me personally, um, my whole issue with like what they did with Soul, and again, it was a beautiful movie. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it, but I can't get through it. I, I'm sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my partner and I, uh, Lorraine and I, we watched it. And we we loved it. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, I I would have loved this on the big screen. I really would have. And I really feel like this was the message that would have been really good even for a place like Watertown to have their kids mm-hmm. come and watch this and see diversity on the big screen and see, sure. you know, the music element of the whole thing and, and all that. Um, so, so instead so, of soul, yeah. they give us this wonderful chestnut of alien during Christmas, 
we were allowed to play Alien. Oh my god. And so to me, again, I think I've said this already, but table scraps. They give us yeah. these table scraps to and we're supposed to, you know. Well, not only thank, that, it's not even them. like a Christmas story or no, Scrooged no. or right. it's like something. here, have something popping out of your chest for Christmas. Yeah. Right. We had Alien and we had we had Die Hard, so we were thankful about that. Yeah, that was good. And and that did okay. A Johnny and the Greg favorite. Yeah. Sure. But um, yeah, those table scraps just really get me. And this month we're doing, we just did Remember the Titans, which, you mm-hmm. know, for Black History Month, that was a good movie. Oh, great H- movie. Hidden Figures coming out this weekend. Good cool. movie, too. Okay. Yeah. Really good movie. Yeah. But um, it's not new content. And yeah, they're and then constantly that's what, just moving that right to streaming. That's what we need to see is that new content coming out. Um, I My daughter would hit me if I didn't ask uh the the tom holland movie movie uh cherry is that still coming to theaters it's only apple tv and only apple TV, tv is really tough to do for licensing um there's a chance that we could get it after it's been out for a few weeks but okay. at this point i'm not expecting it well i speaking of apple tv they i've heard great things about greyhound yeah uh, the, that's another one the tom, oh, hanks, the tom hanks i can't I can't see it. I mean, and that's the other thing. If you get all the streaming services that are available to be able to watch some of this new content, I mean, as a middle-class family, your your entertainment costs are now so through the roof. Like, I can't pay $250 on a monthly cost to watch movies. I mean, that just doesn't work. Not only that, Paramount during the Super Bowl was... Just oh, they're real and they're streaming service. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. So, well, what does that, that what does that mean when, like, got Matt as a manager of a theater? You must be looking at this shit and going, "Oh God, another one!" Like, I feel like this is the future because it has to be successful somewhere for these yeah. people to just start bringing out all these. Mm-hmm. So, I, a thing that I propose to Greg is somebody you know, one of these big people one of these big um like marcus theaters and amc theaters you know they have to be sitting there going okay let's not get blockbustered like we got to figure this out yeah. like we got to right. come up with our own screen maybe our own streaming service where you're gonna have to pay to subscribe and that's the only way you can watch these movies well and but that's what universal that's, that's what universal I know, and right. amc did you know with that with and cinemark you know they get I think it's like 7% of the tickets. If they do the premium VOD, AMC gets 7% of those tickets. Mm. And, it, you know, the bigger places can probably figure something out. You know, I think you had talked about, Johnny, when you were talking about uh, Plan B. There, There is no Plan B for us. There really isn't. Plan B might be for the bigger places to figure out how to tap into Netflix and whatnot, but... The small guys like us, you know. Well, and I even think the theaters that are surrounding us, I mean, Johnson Creek, the theater down there, they're not going to survive. I mean, their plan B can't be can't be to uh, go with like an streaming service. The closest one to us would be the Majestic. Right. And and again, I don't I don't know that if I'm going to make that trek that often yeah. Yeah. to go see movies. Yeah, yeah, it's killing. It, I mean, it's just killer. 
Yeah, it is a killer. And I, and I feel bad. Like I was talking to my sister about this and uh, my sister, Kim, Greg, and she mm-hmm. is as gung ho as you are. She just sat there and shook her head when I was talking to her. Like she was just, I, and I was just playing devil's advocate. Like, cause I don't want theaters to die either. I really sure. don't. I just see it at a, I see, I see, I, these streaming services and the way that they're releasing these things because they want to make their money somehow, I feel like it's like, it's like Thanos. It's inevitable. It's coming. And mm-hmm. you're just hoping and praying that something that, that the world goes back to normal, but I don't think we're ever going to go back to normal how it used to be just because people that were fearful of going online and shopping They've had an entire year to get used to it and realize, oh shit, this isn't that hard. Mm-hmm. Everything that I've been like saying no to, or everything I've been like, I don't need to do that. Oh shit, I can, I can, I can just go up to the, I can just go online and then just drive up to Target and they put it in my trunk. You know, and the world's getting, <laughs> the world's getting lazy, uh, more efficient, and there we're getting lazier and lazier and lazier, yeah. and. I think your plan B, if you're a small movie theater, is to keep doing what you're doing with Rocky Horror Picture Show and Raiders of the Lost Ark weekend and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, an entire Indiana Jones marathon. I think that's plan B. But then also remember that these different studios like Paramount is going to put Indiana Jones on Paramount Plus. Oh, and, fuck, you're right. Yeah. You know. Sorry, That's just it. Greg, I mean, get rid of Superman. I don't like getting judged when I do it. <laughs> okay? For those of you that don't know, Greg has a, or if, those of you listening to audio, Greg has this um, awesome, I would yeah, say, how big of a statue is that? Like, Well, it's it's a bust. I mean, it's it, a it's, bust of Superman, and his arms are crossed, and he's looking right yeah. at, at us, and I feel like it's like, He's judging us. It's uh, it's Superman the animated series. I do have the matching uh, Batman as well, but I figure he was too dark for you, yes. John. So that's why yes. I put too too broke. Too broke. Got those from the Warner Brothers store back in the day when yeah. we were happy. Those were there. We were um, friends with Warner Brothers. <laughs> well, and it, it, it's such a struggle as a fan, of course, because like. These are movies, and, and, and man, I, I can only imagine you feel the same way. We want to see this stuff. Like, as a fan, you still want to watch these right. movies. And it's one of those things where you're like, well, if that's the only option they're going to give me, I'm going to watch it. I mean, and that's just where we're at. I mean, uh, anytime I have an option to see a movie in the theater, I'm going to go to the theater um, for at least one one outing and, and watch it there. But like with Wonder Woman, I walked out of there and I went, huh, I, don't, I didn't really like that movie. So I watched it the next day on HBO, on HBO Max, just to be like, what did I miss? Maybe there's story elements in here that I missed. And right about the same point, I went, nope, this is just not a very good film. You fell asleep <laughs> at the same point again? Oh, man. Well, it, it was it was the, the, the Middle Eastern chase scene. I actually yeah. like that. Oh, nobody God. liked that. It was like Indian. It like brought me back to Indiana Jones. That was some circa 1989 CGI happening there. I mean, literally, Joel Schumacher's Fantastic Four 
or not Joel Schumacher, Roger Corman. Roger Corman's Fantastic Four had better effects of a person wow. running at high speeds than that film did. Literally. I think Fine. Catherine Bigelow low. should be ashamed that she put that out. I think you're a little um No, I'm not. Yeah. I, I was think you so I think I think I think this conversation has worked you up and now nope, you need nope, to nope. attack. Super excited about her doing a Rogue Squadron is it a film or a TV series? I can't remember. I think it's a film. But if that's the level of effects, where like that Buck Rogers kind of effects, I'm out. Speaking I'm of sure Buck Rogers, okay. they're they're uh, they're bringing that back. On a I TV saw they're show. bringing that back. And again, and if Aaron Gray's not in it for at least a bit part, I'm out. Come yeah. on, it's Aaron Gray. You've met Aaron Gray. I John. have met Aaron Gray. I'm. Uh, she was very nice to me. Mm-hmm. She. Um, Matt, you ever meet one of those people where you had a you had a crush and you actually talk to them and you're like and they build the crush even a little bit more you're like oh you're everything no. I thought you'd no. be. No, I mean if Lorraine's watching this, yes. <laughs> Good answer. That is the right answer. Yeah, I took John Don to a comic convention in Chicago and Aaron Gray was there, you know, being Aaron Gray and selling pictures and stuff. And I yeah, we went up and cool. talked to her and she was she was delightful. She was lady. delightful. She was very delightful. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. Have you ever met anybody, Matt, that you were like, you looked up to as in whatever age, and when you finally met them, you were like, oh, wow, you're a dick? Um, no, not really. Because I never, I never, when I went to the different cons and stuff, I never paid that extra money to, you know, meet anyone or get a signature or anything mm-hmm. like that. So. I guess Actually, Greg, no. we don't either. Do we? We, we just really don't bump into people. Well, and, and the thing is, like, when he met Aaron Gray, well, and I did too. It was before they like set them away from the rest of the con. Like now, you, there's like an autograph section. Yeah, and you have to walk right. fifty yards up a up, up an aisle to get to somebody. This was just like she had a table, and you, like you could just walk right up. She was like next to the entrance, practically, yeah. and. uh we were just like, "Hey, Aaron Gray, how you doing?" And she was, she was very nice. And, yeah. um, but even uh, John and I went to. We were down at C two E two where they do have like this huge corralling system, and I can't remember his name now. But the guy who played uh, Diggle on Arrow. Oh, Arrow, yeah. Um, the I Green Arrow series too. on C two E. He was there, and there was some buzz about him possibly playing John Stewart. Uh, in a Justice League, like making an appearance in the Justin League, Justice League film. And so like his line, I don't know if there's anybody in it. Like his time had kind of closed off or he was just going, you know, we just walked right up and we went, Hey, um, we're actually not going to pay to do anything <laughs> here. Like take your picture. We just want to come up and meet you. And he was like, that's cool. Like, yeah. He's like, that's fine. I wouldn't pay money to meet me either. Uh, and we sat and we talked to him for like 20 minutes and he was super yeah. cool about it. I mean, his the the his handlers, they just keep looking and like side eyeing you to make sure you don't like sneak a camera out and be like click. I mean, anything right. like that. But uh, yeah, I've done that with with numerous people. I'm just like, um, yeah. I mean, it's easy for me. I'd be like, yeah, I, I I teach public school, so like my budget won't allow me to get your signature. I just want to come and meet you. And they're like, hey, that's cool. Come on. <laughs> so back when I was a teacher, it was easy to do. Now I'd be lying. <laughs> All right, Matt. What is what's going on at your theater where like and how how are your how is it a safe experience? Like 
take me to the theater. Like, make me want to come there. Well, so. right now we are requiring masks when you come in. Um, so you need a mask or we have them for free. Most people nowadays have masks, so that's good. Um, and we are, like I said, we're at 25% right now, but we're probably going to end up being at 50%, um, I think, tomorrow or Wednesday uh, for capacity. And we section off every other row. So you can, you always have to sit at least a row apart. Uh, right now for our theater, it's slow enough where you can probably have the theater to yourself or just sharing with just a couple other people. So that's a positive for, for social distancing. Now I know Greg had um, private parties for for like a theater every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's something that we're actually really promoting the heck out of because um, you know we have a great movie called Our Friend with uh, Jason Segel. It's about this lady who's dying from cancer, and it's a fantastic one to bring your entire family to come see on on your own and stuff like that. No. Um, we pretty much any movies that are playing currently, we allow people to come in and bring their family and they can come watch it um, privately when we're not open, which is right now Monday through Thursday. We're not even open. We're only open on weekends. So um, we've had some people come in and watch. Like I just had someone yesterday come in after we closed and they watched um, uh, Abominable with their kids and stuff like oh, that. Cool. And, you know, they didn't want to come during the public shows and they wanted to come in on their own and feel safe and everything. And so we rent out the theater for a hundred bucks. You get to have the theater to yourself and, you know, get your concessions. And I guess it was worth it to them. Yeah. Are there, are there limits still? Like, it, cause when I, <laughs> my private screenings were sellout shows right. uh, in some cases, so would I still, like, if I wanted to host that, if there was something where I got a bunch of people coming, would we still be limited to those constraints of 50%? You would. Or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, for your group, we would probably put you in the biggest screen now and sure. still have you sectioned off, and you'd be able to fit everyone in there. What, um, anything you got going on special, anything? You know what? You know what, Matt? This is your time to reach out to Watertown. And anybody in the vicinity, and uh, basically not 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 beg them to come or anything, like that, but tell them what, what are they missing. Well, I think uh, the one thing that people know about us is that we're very community oriented, and mm-hmm. um, it's not just about our price. I don't. I really believe people don't come in just for our prices. They come in for the atmosphere to be able to talk to me or whoever happens to be working about movies um, to have a safe space for your family. Even before COVID, everyone knew that this was a safe place to, to have your kids dropped off and come watch a movie. And you guys go out and have a couple of beers at a local bar around us and come back and pick up your kids afterwards. Um, We have always really uh, tried to instill a family-oriented atmosphere here at the theater, and and you know, I, I honestly think everyone really kind of already knows that. Um, I think the whole thing is just to let people know that we're open, and we really want people to to be able to come out when they feel comfortable, and when you do, come out and get some popcorn and soda, and 
you know, that's really what keeps us alive. All right. That was kind of a heavy discussion because I, <laughs> the reason I say it's heavy, man, is because I just feel like we're at this point now where um, I believe there is a plan B. It's just not what it, you guys want it to be. And I, what I mean by you guys, I'm talking about theaters in general, especially, and I don't mean to say this in like the mom and pop theaters, if that, mm-hmm. if that's such a thing. Um, I think it's inevitable that people like Greg and me understand. And I guess we live in it up. Uh, we, uh, this is up to us, Greg. It's up to us. And I mean, by us, I mean the people that are listening here, it's up to us to take the younger generation to a theater and have them experience it because it's very easy nowadays, especially when people with movie, uh, like Greg and I, who have busy, who have families now, it's very busy. It's really mm-hmm. easy to just pop down on a Friday night and watch something and most likely fall asleep because you're on your own couch. Yeah. It's up to us to sit there and, and you know, it's a big thing that I saw that I was really proud of with the Super Bowl where all the commercials of eat local, take care of your local, like take care of local customers, take care of local businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important. And especially ones like yours, Matt, where you're all about community. And I think that's a big point that if, look, guys, is it easier to hit Disney Plus and, and watch whatever you're going to watch? Yes. But if you're going to do that and, you you know, go help out your local community theaters and go, go watch it there. It's okay. You know, you, you might start that generation that Greg and I and Matt grew up on where you went to the theaters, man. That's what it was. Terminator 2, you went there because mm-hmm. you wanted to watch Arnold, you know, say, I'll be back again. And Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you fell in love with these characters, and that's that's where the magic happens. Because And Greg, um, Matt, I played, I don't know if you listen to this uh, podcast, but I played the reactions of Thor arriving in Wakanda during Avengers Infinity War and the roar. Or at that moment where Steve Rogers is about to take on Thanos and his entire army when there's no hope, and all of a sudden he hears, on your left. You know, yeah. and the crowd uh, starts going nuts. About that. Right, you know, and you yeah. don't get those goosebumps unless you're in the theater, you know, yeah. watching that. I don't, or with even, a group. Yeah. Yeah, with a group, you know, of, of diehards, of people. Like, I know when I watch something, especially Star Wars or um, geek related, I call Greg because my wife doesn't get it. <laughs> like my wife didn't get WandaVision that cliffhanger at the end. She didn't get it. You know, and so I had to go, um, I need to talk to somebody that understands what I just watched. <laughs> you know. And well it, and- I knew I knew if we were watching that at a theater and that moment happened at a theater, it wouldn't have been just me that went, Oh, holy cow, this is how they're doing it. You know, yeah. there would have been this there would have been this um this roar, this excitement, this clapping, this you know, and, and that's when, you know, um, I lost my train of thought. My, my whole thing well, is it's, it's the magic. That's when that yeah, magic yes, happens. The magic. And, and I want to piggyback on that because still my number one experience in a movie theater was probably now 22 years ago when I was in college and uh, my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, we drive up to Madison to the the small 
college cinema and we see a midnight showing of Raiders of the Lost Ark and everybody is singing the theme and it's the, the theater itself reminds me a whole lot of of your like of your second screen it's about that size um and everybody's singing the theme before the movie starts that that point when Harrison Ford kind of comes from the from the trees and that light gets on his face the whole the whole place just exploded with we're like it's here. I mean it was just that that experience doesn't have to be with new content. You can it's a movie you've seen a hundred times, but you watch that with an excited crowd, it's like you're watching it for the first time. Yeah, I, I, well said. I can't agree more. Yeah, well said. All right, Matt. Enough of the heavy shit. You ready for the gauntlet or not? <laughs> sure. Sure. All right. Are we talking we're not talking Super Bowl at all? You want to talk Super Bowl? I would love to talk Super Bowl. <laughs> Why not? We can. Do we have time? Yeah, yeah. yeah what do you want time. to talk about? Oh, I, it was a great game. No, it was it was a it, it was, was a, a crappy game for me at least. Right, oh, really? like, were you pulling for KC? You were pulling for well, KC? Well, hey, actually, Johnny, you and I have something in common, or at least we did until a couple episodes when you were trying to change your teams. But <laughs> I'm a Bears fan. And oh, okay. What? We you didn't know this, Greg? I did not know this. Oh, okay. So I lost a customer apparently out of this, but uh, <laughs> no, no. Actually, Greg's pretty cool about it. Okay, good. Um, but you know, hey, we beat the Super Bowl team, so that's oh kind of cool. God, are you gonna do this? <laughs> you gotta hang. You gotta hang yeah. on to something. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess if you gotta hang on to something, um, that's something to hang on to. Sure. But yeah, that episode where you were talking about trying to find a new team, it it really that really hurt me. Oh, I'm sorry. You, oh. you know what? You know what it is. I I've come to the realize I am not loyal to any team whatsoever. Um, I'm more of a player guy. Like if I if I like the player, I will root for the, for for him. So whatever team he's on, I'll root for him. That's okay. that's pretty much what it's come down to. Um, I actually don't have anything against Kansas City. I just what irked me was how they acted like the dynasty's here. Like it's yeah. here, we're gonna win the next six in a row. Everybody sucks. We can do whatever we want because we're gonna score 17 unanswered points and we're gonna blow you out and there's nothing you can do about it. And so that's my only reason why I was kind of like, look, I'm not rooting for these guys. That's where I, I stood with Kansas City. And I, I haven't watched a lot of Kansas City this year, but or any year for that matter. Um, but they were, yeah, they were definitely like mouthy, like during the game. Like you're losing the entire game. Like they were right. never up. I and, think and they, they were, were like, panicking. I think it was panic. You think? I mean, they're 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 well, they weren't used to losing that, that much. Like, I don't think they were used to getting punched in the mouth. Oh man, they did. I mean, yeah. it was... I mean everything, everything, you know. And 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 I'm going to say this right now to all the people out there who are like, the refs gave them the ball. There were probably one. There was probably one call that I would sit there and say, you know what, you're. Uh, that was tic tacky for sure. Yeah. Yep. The Chiefs were in the top five all year long for penalties, mm-hmm. and it finally caught up to them. So mm-hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't. 
it wasn't like the refs were for Tom Brady and all that shit. It was the fact that when it came time, it was going to bite you in the ass. And people, I've heard a lot of sports people that do this for a living saying, guys, they're, they're, they're playing and they're blowing people out, but they're making these mistakes time and time and time again. It's going to bite them soon. And it did. Well, and they were high school level mistakes. Some of yes. them. I mean, yes. I'm sorry, but if you're playing professional ball and you're lined up over the line of scrimmage, yes, re- really? Yeah. Like you, you know, the rules to the game, right? You know, your position and where you should stand. Yes. That yeah. that's what I was most shocked by. Yeah. What were you going to say? You looked like you were ready to say something, Matt. Oh no, no, no. Oh, you guys no. are, you guys are hitting it. I, I personally, I, I do like Andy Reed. Um, you know, so I, yep. I feel like I probably was rooting for, for him more than rooting against Tom Brady, like everyone else. But you know, to me, it yeah. just didn't. It didn't go the way that I wanted it to, but that's okay. Well, how did you want it to go? Did you want Kansas City to win, or did you just want a closer game? I wanted a closer game. I definitely wanted Kansas City to win, but I also wanted it to be at least a game that was worthwhile. But you know, you know, that after halftime, the... it was done. You know, you know what's interesting? If that was any other quarterback other than Patrick Mahomes, I would have felt that it was over at halftime. Now that I'm looking at it now, I thought to myself, now that I'm looking at it now, I'm thinking, yeah, it was totally over by halftime. But I've seen that guy, like I've seen that guy go in spurts of like 38 points. Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. boom, 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 like this. Um, And I thought he's going to do this. He's going to come back. By the way, anybody out there that is a Patrick Mahomes fan or anybody out there that is a Kansas City Chiefs fan, that dude gave everything he absolutely had. Do you know he had 497 yards rushing like as he was scrambling back there? That's how many yards. Oh, yeah. He nearly ran for 500 yards trying to avoid getting massacred. I um, was totally impressed with, I mean, they didn't they didn't connect, but some of those passes that he was like, right fall, falling down, yes. you know, like almost on the ground and does like this weird sidearm. Horizontal. Yes. Horizontal. And, and he throws a yeah. perfect pass that is dropped. Yeah. That I was com- very, very impressed with yeah. that. But his his offensive line should be ashamed of themselves. Well, I don't know if you know this or not. They lost their two starting tackles to injuries. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. He wasn't coming with a full offensive line. Okay. Um, like recently, I thought, like, yeah, like in, the uh, in, the AFC, in the AFC championship game, he lost his left tackle for the year, like torn Achilles or something like that. Oh, and yeah, then they it, lost some guy named Mitchell Schwartz, the other tackle, like three or four weeks ago. Huh. So they were, it was coming and it was coming. It wasn't, if it wasn't this Super Bowl, it was coming, but this is one of those Super Bowls where. Uh, they the Bucks smacked him in the face and they panicked. That's the mm-hmm. first time I ever saw Patrick Mahomes panic. Like it looked nope. like he was going to cry a couple times. Oh, of course. I, I mean, mean, yeah, he well, was like they locked shit. down. They locked down Hill too. That was the whole Absolutely. thing. He, he Absolutely, he didn't have that safety net. I mean, um, Travis Kelsey still had a decent game, 117 yards or whatever, no touchdowns, but right, yeah. But without Hill, yeah, they look like a whole different team. Yeah, and it goes to show you that 
I don't care if you're Superman back there. Um, if you get pressure, it makes you look very. I mean, mm-hmm. this, it brings me back to when Tom Brady was undefeated and he went into the Super Bowl and the Giants just beat the shit out of him. Like, he had no time to pass to anybody. And uh, um, it, it reminded me of that. Yeah. Now, I'd like to switch on to Tom Brady. Matt, if you don't know, I am a, uh, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. And it's not for the reasons that a lot of people think. Um, I, I get a lot of people. What I've noticed about America is we love a winner until you win too much. Then mm-hmm. we don't like you. Um, I don't know where to start. <laughs> There's so much I can start with. And, and I don't want to come across as braggy. Because it's not like I won the Super Bowl. Even though this is great, this is ridiculous about me. You can ask my wife. When Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm actually there. I think what he does, I think we have this mind lock, and I think he throws all of the anxiety and all the emotions into me because it never, he never looks flustered to me. And I'm, I take it all. I know that sounds so stupid, but it feels like I'm actually going to play in this game. That's how revved up i that's greg that's why i didn't talk to you when you were texting me yeah you were just ignoring stuff and i didn't respond to you because i was like (laughs) i'm locked in i i can't um i it's ridiculous i'm i'm embarrassed by myself i wish i were recording myself so i could see it and go like oh dude you need to get a life but (laughs) um there's no debate in my opinion, after he beat Atlanta, the debate was over there, but everybody wants to keep giving. There's this problem in sports that's pissing me off lately where people can start talking themselves in the conversation just by saying I'm the GOAT. Like this whole idea of Aaron Rodgers being in the GOAT conversation is laughable to me. He's a great player. He's amazing. But if we're talking about the greatest of all time, there has to be separators. You have to be picky. You have to be, yep. you have to take these things in account. Like this guy did this, this guy did this. And the problem that I'm getting now from people is with, with Brady, or I think is laughable is the only way people can chip away at him is by giving what if scenarios like, well, if Peyton Manning had that defense, he'd be doing good. He would have won six. Or if Peyton Manning was on the Patriots, and they're giving me a bunch of what-ifs and projections. Well, Patrick Mahomes, if he keeps going the current rate he's going to go, he's going to you know, he's gonna out-surpass Brady. No one's giving me facts. No one's giving me this is, this is why he's not the GOAT. There's nothing, there's nothing there. Matt. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, you know, I mean, Rogers, obviously, as a Bears fan, can't stand him as a as a player, but uh, knows knows that I know that he's one of the best, obviously, of all time. Um, But you're right. All the Packer fans, then Johnny, they'll come come up and say, well, if he had some receivers, I mean, Tom Brady had Edelman and Amendola and, you know, who are these people? You know, these these aren't Mm -hmm. great receivers either. And he was still able to make it work and you know i um, i get where you're where you're coming from yeah i the last thing i'm going to do with uh with um 
damn it, I had something, but I'm I, there's okay, so much well, in my head I can't get right, rid let of. Let me it. take it. Yeah, go. So, uh, anybody who's listening to the show and uh, had has heard us talk about Brady knows that I'm not a, a fan, um, and I can't point to why I'm not a fan, or at least I've never been able to. And I, so I watched the game yesterday. I was watching it objectively. I really didn't, I wasn't rooting for one side or the other. I was just happy that I smoked a brisket all day and it turned out well. So, um, (laughs) so as I was doing that and just gorging myself on brisket and queso, um, I'm watching the game and I'm, I'm, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was rooting for Tampa Bay, but I found myself being excited about some of the plays they were doing, um, offensively and defensively. <clears throat> now, I definitely do not like Ndamukong Sue. Uh, I don't either. For his overall attitude as a player and Correct. some of the things that he did, but he had a hell of a game. I mean, as far as a former defensive lineman, I'm watching that going, Damn, that boy good. Dude, what and, about that uh, linebacker? 45? Yeah. Yep. <sighs> <clears throat> but the thing about Brady, yeah, and Krista was finally paying attention to the game a little bit, and she pointed it out. He's got all these. I've never said that Tom Brady is not a good player. I've never said that oh, he is not. a no. great player no. because you're like you said. I can't argue with those facts. No. I can't argue with the Super Bowl rings. I can't argue with him being on different teams and making it work. I I can't argue with that. Um, but when you're up thirty some points, you're about to win the next Super Bowl. Like like the one you're you're gonna take home your seventh ring. And you're sitting on the bench like this. And he's just mean mugging. Like furrowed brow, pissed off. And Chris is like, what is he mad about? He's he's about to win the Super Bowl. Like again, why does he look so angry? And I'm like, I don't know. But I think that's that intrinsic thing that made me go, I don't think I like this guy. <laughs> or, and I know it's petty. It's petty. And, and so now I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm a Tom Brady fan, but I've 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 gone to neutral. Okay, hey, that's fine. Because that's 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 a step. I don't but, think a lot of people understand that guy because what you saw was mad. I saw lasered focus. I sure. saw. I could see I, that. Yeah, but they th- they had one point where they're showing the huddle, and it was. Uh, they were in the red zone. So he's got the huddle. Somebody had taken a timeout and you see him looking over at the sideline and somebody must've been throwing signals at him. And he got this look like, are you fucking kidding me on his face? And he's like, no. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. And, and just, and I think, I think that's what it was. And I've seen Aaron Rodgers do that too. Or if he doesn't do that face, he'll just walk up to the line, especially, um, not with the floor, but, very a lot with McCarthy. He would just make that face and just be like, and then go change the play <laughs> on the scrimmage. Yeah. And, but for Tom, that kind of, and I, I guess, the do you know what that, player, do you know what that was, Greg? I know exactly what play you're talking about. I know exactly what it was. No, but let All me right. finish. Sure. Um, it, it was, I used to see that as like disrespecting the system, like him putting himself above, like, coaches and the game plan and and just being like fuck you i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and you're not gonna tell me different because of his overall presentation of himself okay okay not not 
being at the line of scrimmage, reading something different, and then making a change. And I think that was the thing that made me, along with the cheating scandals, and we've covered that before in the past, but it was all that combination of stuff that made me go, I don't like this guy. Okay. Seeing the game that he had with the Saints and the after game where he was like talking about Drew Brees, you know, those moments, I still think he's a little bit of a fancy pants and I'm not crazy about that, but overall I'm like, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. Here, mean, here, here's the thing. Simple. Here's the thing that I think turns off Brady a lot. I mean, turns mm-hmm. people off on Brady. He's not Peyton Manning where he doesn't make jokes. He's not right. selling Oreos. He's not, he's personal. not, he's not, he, no, I think he comes off as elitist because he, he, instead of, you know, being Nike or Reebok, He's he's Uggs, right? Correct. He 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 promotes a bed, like he promotes like the top line bed that you get. Like he promotes these things that you're like, that's not a guy that you'd have a beer with. We expect it out of professional soccer players, not professional American football players. (laughs) Here's I'll I'll give you the number one reason why. No, I don't think you're right. Oh, I am too. I don't know enough about soccer players to say you're right or wrong. Actually, I, I don't. The one, the one soccer player, uh, what uh, the guy was in the Guy Ritchie films. What the hell is his name? I don't. Know. My my thing Aaron, is, Greg. Have you Aaron ever worn? Spice. Have you ever worn Uggs? Anything? No, but I saw yours and I want a pair. They're amazing. They just are. Okay. Okay. Anyway, maybe that's a Christmas gift in your future sometime. Um, this is the main reason why I like Tom Brady. And anytime you want to interject, Matt, <laughs> um, go ahead. Soaking it all in. All right. Is, we are. I do have a topic after John is, makes the point. He is American. He's everything that you tell your kids when they're growing up. He's not the. He's not the most talented. Okay. He's not yeah. the fastest. He's not the strongest. But he had this, and I think he said it in Armchair Expert. I was naive a little bit thinking that I was good enough to play with these guys. Mm-hmm. He built himself. He wasn't Peyton Manning, the number one draft pick. He didn't have a rocket arm. He built all of that. He would talk about days where he's that guy that was the cool kid, but he decided to stay home instead of go to the party because he wanted to work on his footwork. Mm-hmm. Like Basically, what I'm saying is he's american made he made himself into this like he didn't he wasn't a freak of nature like patrick mahomes who looks like he just goes like this and it goes 60 yards on a to a drop it into a bucket he's not nearly as talented as aaron Rodgers. he's not nearly as talented as peyton manning he's not nearly as talented as uh patrick mahomes he's not nearly as talented as jay cutler Okay, <laughs> I, I'm talking about. Listen, yeah, when like, I when I mean by that, I'm talking about actually physically talented. Like if you got woke up and threw a football, like naturally talented. Yes, okay. he built all of that. Right. Okay, he built that. He's the one that sat there and said, "You know what? If I'm going to play till I'm this, I have to stop drinking alcohol. I have to start eating right. I have to start like." the the discipline and the um the discipline to do it every single day 
win, lose, or draw, he's never fallen back on any of his like uh, his uh, the medal, the all of his awards. He's never taken a day off. He's never he's everything that you would tell your son if you apply yourself. This is what can happen if you actually go all in on whatever your goal is. This is what can happen, and people shit on him for it. And they find excuses. And I'm like, guys, this is what we want our kids to do. We want our we want us to be our best selves. And that takes dedication, discipline, and lack of ego. How many how many quarterbacks do you know that would take a pay cut year after year after year after year because he just wants good guys on his team so he can win football games? He's probably gonna take a pay cut this year in Tampa to bring in more free agents. Mm. Right? Isn't that what you wouldn't you want your quarterback to do that? Wouldn't you want your your uh your your son or your daughter or you or your spouse to max their potential? That's what this guy's done. He just maxed out his potential and everybody's pissed off about it. I don't get it. Okay, what about just to play devil's advocate, what about Aaron Rodgers who is more talented, like you had said? Yeah. But he's also just more personable. He does the commercials. He does the interviews. He does the jokes. He is out there and on the camera a little bit more, um, at least recently. You know, isn't that also one of the stories that of of the American people that you know you'd kind of look up to a little bit more? And I know where you're coming from. That person, but, but the Tom Brady. I'm sorry, you cut out. I thought you were done talking. I'm sorry. What What did you say? Finish your sentence? No, no. Uh, the Tom Brady robot. Oh, the robot. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is really personable. I think he's super, super intelligent man. And I think he... I think he's just recently become... Um, personable because I think he's more relaxed of who he is now before I thought maybe he was trying to be better than Brett Favre and he was trying to be what everybody wanted him to be. And now I think he's very at peace with where he's at and with himself. But at the same time, that guy, instead of the, uh, during when he lost in the NFC championship game, he didn't, he lit a match. He lit a match for Green Bay. Everybody started worrying about Green Bay. Like, is he going to leave? Is he going to trade him? Is he asking, like, is he going to do what Deshaun Watson does? Like, where he wants to, like, all of a sudden leave Green Bay? He didn't. He lit the match after the, after the, uh, during his press conference. He sits there and he says, like, well, I don't know. It's a beautiful mystery where I'm going to be. And I don't know. And, you know, I'll have to sit back and think about long and hard of what I want to do. And then the next day, if you want to light the match and get Green Bay to start bringing in free agents like J.J. Watt and whoever, that's fine. But then the next day to sit there and go, I don't know where anybody got that from. I don't know why everybody, everybody's saying that. It's because you, you didn't say, you didn't put out the fire, you started it. And now mm-hmm. you're claiming like you don't know where that's coming from. That's the type of shit that if he's doing that, He's like that passive aggressive. Would you rather have some guy walk up to you and tell you exactly what's going on and how he's thinking? You'd have more respect for that versus this passive aggressive attitude you're always doing. That's where I think he fails in some areas. Now, I think he's in Green Bay 
small market town. He is supremely talented. I wish I had his talent. And I feel he um he kind of flaunts it. He's kind of a diva. But at the same time, he's kind of earned it. He's not lying when he talks about like most most quarterbacks would rather have my bad year. Like that's not that's not it's not wrong. But right. um I don't know if I answered your question or not, Matt. But that's you how did. I feel. About you did. Oh, that's how yeah. I feel about Aaron. Okay. You had a you want to do something else now, Greg? Yeah, that's enough of that talk. Um <laughs> so along with the Super Bowl comes more than just football. Uh I don't even know yeah. if I want to get into the halftime show because <laughs> it was a little weird. I understand I'm not the target market for that music. And I think they did the best they could in a COVID environment. To me, they should have just left him up on that stage and let him do a concert rather than bring him down on the field with the the jock face dancers is what is going around. Memes immediately hit the internet. And yeah. I am laughing at those. But since we do have movies on the brain, there were a lot of movie previews were that are coming out. A lot. Oh, there were yeah, we were we were watching them. So let's let's just talk about like not whether they're coming to the theater or not, but just being movie fans. What are we looking forward to this year? King Kong versus Godzilla. Yep. I, yep. you know yeah. what? That is the, that is the eight year old boy in me screaming and shouting. Absolutely. That's what that, all that is. I, I hope I I'm get out go of there that. and go, uh, but I just want to see two monsters go at it. And I hope I get more out of that than I got out of rampage. Yes. Oh. You will. Yes. You will. <laughs> Rampage. You know what's funny about Dwayne the Rock Johnson? He's had more flops than successes. Yeah. And he's still like 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 Arnold well, he gets couldn't a pass. pull that off. Yeah, Arnold couldn't pull that off. Will couldn't pull that off. No. no. This guy, if he just shows up and, and the movie bombs, they're like, we'd love to have you back. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sorry about that. That's on yeah. our that's on us. That's our exactly. fault. Not you. You looked great. You gave yeah. a great line. Um but uh I am looking forward to the Netflix movie Red Notice with him. Him, Ryan Reynolds, and Gail Gadot. I'm looking forward to that yeah. movie. That looks pretty good. Um let's see, the the King Kong versus Godzilla. I'm looking forward to Captain uh our uh Winter Soldier Falcon. Falcon Winter yep. Soldier. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. that. That's interesting because I was reading up on that, and it's six episodes long, but each episode is an hour long. They said all the Marvel series are going to encapsulate about six hours of episode time, of watch time, even if they're split up into half hours like WandaVision or something like that. But um, yeah, I thought that looked pretty good. I think we saw the back of U.S. Agent. So I, I want to see yeah. what that's going to lead to. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Uh, that, you have uh, probably an actual list. I, I have some. Yeah, I have some. Like nobody. Nobody looks really good with uh, nobody. Steve, Steve Odenkirk. Oh, that looks um, amazing, doesn't it? It's kind of a John Wick ripoff, it looks like almost. It's even got John, the same producers. Yeah. But right, right, what? what? Write nobody. that down. Nobody. Nobody. You don't know this one? Nobody? No. no. Oh, Just write it down. April You're going to want to watch the, the trailer. Now, is that is that streaming or is that coming to a theater? Or 
April 2nd, it's supposed to come to theaters. Okay. When I'm you watch it, do the red band version. Yeah, absolutely. For the, for the trailer. Yeah. I, I showed um, that to a, a buddy of mine, that trailer, because he hadn't heard about it. And we were watching the UFC fights a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, you haven't seen that? And I showed him, he's like, that looks amazing. And I'm like, okay, and Bob cool. Odekirk, who's not an action I mean, guy. It's Saul, Saul, you know, killing people. And yeah. that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. It looks great. Wait a minute. It's the guy from Better Call Saul? Yeah. Better yeah. Call Saul. And okay. I got to watch this. Okay. Oh. It, yeah. It Raya looks... and the Last Dragon. That looks really good. Uh, it does. I was less impressed with this latest trailer, the Super Bowl trailer. Like, I didn't know. Shut like, up, there... Greg. Put your poo poo gun away. Sorry. No, sorry. The first trailer was really good, though. I think that, and that's the one that we're playing at the theater right now yeah. before all the kids' movies. That one looks pretty good. It yeah. it looks like a cool animated martial arts film, but then yeah. I saw the talking dragon and I was like, no, okay. And it's March fifth. Anyway, go ahead, Matt. What's <laughs> anything else? <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat, because why not? Yeah, absolutely. That's coming out. That's coming out. Yeah, there's no yeah. trailer or anything, or at least I haven't seen one. But not a full. Um, that's a teaser. That's coming out May. Talk hopefully. about a fun movie when that first came out. Oh yeah, I was in high school. I think I drove God, about forty-five I, I bought minutes that away to, go to watch it. And I bought that CD. Dun dun dun. Oh dun, yeah, dun, the You sit there and like. I I had to yep. see it in the theater three times to find a screening where people were not just talking through the entire film. Oh. I was like, hey, let me ask you a question real up. quick. When you did, did you all buy that CD? The Mortal oh, Kombat yeah. CD. I had, I had the movie soundtrack. Okay, that's what as I'm talking. What as well as like they did a techno video game soundtrack where they just brought in DJs and like Sonya Blade had her song, Sub Zero had his song. So in your private time when no one was watching, did you do martial arts to it? Like shadow box to it? Be like I, I probably did. I probably I, did. I totally did. I gotta tell you, no, I did not. But. When I created a playlist that I would like, like my hype hype up playlist before my black belt test, that was the first song. I, <laughs> right. I mean, it literally opened up Mortal Kombat, and I was like, "Oh yeah, gonna get it, Johnny gonna get it." Yeah, that was followed by ESPN's Jock Jams right away too. You know, oh, yeah. those yeah, two yeah, CDs. Right. Okay, hey, hey, Matt, you're you're doing the Johnny and the Greg thing where we start talking about other stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, other movies. Let's, 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 let's stay. Let's stay on that. So. So we have uh, nobody. Raya. Um, what else is coming? Mortal Kombat. You said. Uh, yeah. What about the Justice uh, League Snyder cut? Yeah. Is that yeah, only? Is that only MB? Is that only yeah. HBO? Or is that going to be out? Oh, okay. Well, only streaming. Stre- only streaming. But interested. This is. Uh, it's a new precedent. Like never has Hollywood ever said. Yeah, we're going to let you take another crack at that. Yeah. And like completely redo the movie that we released in the theaters. Give him a ton of money to do it. Yeah. (laughs) It might happen again with Star Wars hearing what I'm hearing, but yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely on that. Um what do you what are your uh what are your thoughts on that, Matt? Do you think the movie's even gonna be any good? Like, because didn't they give him complete control over Man Over Steel, Man Steel, and Batman versus Superman, right? And so Justice League was supposed to be two parts. 
Is he going? It, does anybody know? Is he going to make his two parts just really a, a long type of Game of Thrones type of streaming um, thing, or is it just we're going to end at a cliffhanger and that's how it ends? Well, the whole thing is that they say Joss Whedon ruined it, right? Yes, Isn't that the right. whole thing? Okay, because Snyder had to leave for whatever reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Snyder does uh, much more dark and gritty. Yep. Much better than Joss yeah. Whedon would. Oh, so if course. they kind of yeah. stick to that theme, I think you know, hopefully it, it is going to be pretty good. Like I said, I like Batman versus Superman. So you know, I've, the, I've faith and hope in it. The latest thing I read, and I read this from a fan site, so I've got really nothing to to back it up, is that we're going to see the death of two Justice League members at the end of this film, and that Warner brothers is just waiting to see how this is received on whether they're going to invite him back to do like his part two. Oh, so we'll, so we'll see. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's going to be an event in my house. Yeah. It'll be an event in my house. I'll be the only one sitting down in my thing going, Oh, they did this. (laughs) Yeah. That'll be me. Uh, no one said it yet, but Dune. So pumped up for Dune. I'm, I, I don't, I don't know about that. I've oh, watched every gosh. Dune iteration and I'm never, I never walk away impressed. I never walk did, away a Dooney, I guess you could call did, it. Did you ever read the book? No, the book's like this thick, dude. Yeah, it's a giant book. High school. I'm not, I, I, I get it. I, I listened to the audio book. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, it's, because the book is very dense. Like, there is a lot of stuff. Matt, did you ever read Doom? No. No, I never even saw the 80s version of it either. Oh, the 80s version is fun. I mean, it, it, as far as bad movies go, it's fun. And Patrick Stewart is just chewing up every scene <laughs> he's in. Um, I what was, does that even mean? Chewing up every scene? Oh, he, like, he, like, he's in the scene, and, like, there's other actors around him. But no matter if he's talking or not, you're looking at Patrick Stewart. Oh, okay, okay. Because he comes out. I mean, he's he's this like classically trained Shakespearean actor. This is before Star yeah. Trek, yeah. so he like walks in the scene and he's like throwing his hands everywhere, and they're like, "Whoa, slow down, Patrick!" <laughs> I mean, it's a tight shot. We don't need all this because he's used to acting on stage, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway." <laughs> and it's Stephen Lynch, so yeah, you know, it's already pretty out there. Yeah. Um, well, when when your hero is or the guy David from Lynch, Twin Peaks, sorry, you're screwed. Lynch. Yeah, it's it's David Lynch is what I meant to say. Um, but I watched like like when Sci-Fi did like the four part miniseries, uh, late '90s. I think they yes, did. Yes, that's what I was 2000s. talking about. I, I tried giving that a shot too. Yeah, I mean, in that for what they could do with it, I thought it was pretty good. But yeah. I'm still going to watch it. But I'm not like chomping at the bit. And this is. This is not the entire book. This is part one, I believe, of two movies. Oh. I think they're going to do a, uh, a part two. Um, what the toys are showing up in Target. Well, and that's that's an interesting thing. Because like while well, the studios keep delaying these films, yeah. all their merchandising and yes, marketing is, all coming out. is still full steam ahead. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Like, like we, Black Widow, Black Widow's all her stuff came out. Yeah, I mean we're we're getting toys and Happy Meals and whatever else because they're just like marketing machines going forward, man. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, would you? Did you guys see the trailer for Old? No. Yeah. So Old, Old is M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Thank you. Um, it's his new his new thing, and it looks like. It, it, people crash land or something like they they're stranded on a beach and they're aging rapidly. Oh, and no one knows why. No, I mean it's just it's M Night. You know, you're just gonna so have to roll. M, with it. It's it's Shyamalananans. It's his version of Lost. Maybe I don't know. I'm Those happy that it, it's a return to him just doing him, like not you know not what doing he someone a bad rap in my opinion. He certainly does. But he I did make Avatar, of, and just completely bro, fucked that. Well, up. I, look, I don't know any any I don't know any filmmaker that has ever had a su- like uh, success uh, like, every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like you you put your vision together, and if it works, cool. If it doesn't, nah, well, you know, I tried to put my vision together. There are movies that I actually like. I didn't walk away pissed. Like The Village, people lost their minds. I was like, well, that's an interesting twist. Okay, right, right. I can take that. All right, and what was the other one? The lady in the pool or lady in the water? Lady in water. I was like, okay, that's cool. That kind of weird guy works out on only one side of his. But all right, that like sounds cool. <laughs> that was that was off. Um, the happening, I think, is kind of one of those that you can say that was, was yes, yeah. yes. The that was a mess. Wait a minute, it, it, it was plants, <laughs> <laughs> and they the were just plants? they were just uh they were just pissed. Things? Like I that I think there's a popular meme with Mark Wahlberg, how he like looks clueless the entire. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And is. I think that was a lot of people's when they found out it was the plants. They're like, oh, like the crazies. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just make it the crazies with. I Mark. forgot that was him. Yeah. Actually, that. Wait a minute. That was him. He was the crazies. Was was he not? Is that what you're saying? Is that the crazies was? I'm saying the crazies was a better version of the happening. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Sorry. Um, Chris Rock is doing a saw film. That is spiral. Been, spiral. Yeah. Yep. That is in right. the can, ready to go. And I, I am interested because we're seeing a different side to Chris Rock recently. Like he's, he's been on Fargo. Uh, he's great in Fargo. Absolutely. And, and so seeing kind of like this more serious actor side of him, I'm really looking forward to that. And he, I believe, had a production hand in Spiral. Mm. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also looking forward to, um, and it, it happened again. I forgot what I was talking about. I'm sorry, folks, that I do that to you. I'm, I'm heading to my phone because I know I'm, I have like a list of what, what are we missing, Matt? About. You've actually hit all the ones all, through, all the way through May. So what's coming June, July, August? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Top Gun, You know maybe? you're not allowed to tell us. Well, no, I, I really don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Any of the ones we just mentioned that you might have, uh, you might get? or We're probably going to play all of the ones that we've mentioned so far. The only one that's kind of questionable is Mortal Kombat, because um, the last time they were talking about that movie, it was not going to go super wide, which okay. floors me, but I hope it does. Well, I could see. I mean, the the last Mortal Kombat film wasn't, uh, you know, a hit. 
Well, Mortal Kombat was supposed to come out in January, and when they when it was coming out right. in January, they were talking about like a thousand screens at most. So we probably wouldn't have been able to get that one. Did anybody see Bloodshot? No, that was one that I just I wanted to see it in the theater because comic book movie uh, from a company called Valiant. I mean, yeah. wanted to see it and just didn't. And now that it's available VOD, I'm just not doing it. There's not yeah. doing it. I think yeah, well, that's going to be one no of those. Excuse. If it's on TBS one day and I'm doing the chores, I might. I might well, just, I'm folding laundry or something. It was honestly one of those films that I could have driven to the theater and saw it up by myself, like yeah, easily. Like yeah. it's like a Friday night, Sunday during the day, matinee or something like that. I'd be like, I'm going to go see a movie, you know, peace out for a while and come back. Making like an evening out of it, like with my family, be like, oh, we're going to rent this movie and we're going to watch it. They're just not yeah. interested. And yeah. and plus, like my youngest is in fifth grade, so maybe it's not for her. Um, hey, I had a thought, and this is kind of going off topic, but it kind of goes back to our original conversation with this podcast was, do you think because it, it seemed to me, besides Marvel and maybe John Wick, there were a lot of anticipated movies that came out that were just horrible. Like, they were bombs. They weren't doing well. They didn't receive the... Mm-hmm. Like, you walked out going, uh and Like what? Got any more examples than... Than eh? Um, <laughs> uh, Rampage. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, the one where I actually liked the movie for what it was was the one where he has uh, a skyscraper, like where he's he's doing that one. So those are two rock movies I was looking forward to, and I when I watched them, I was like, okay. But yeah. my, my point is that okay response you get, right? Maybe that makes people want to stream. Like my sister's a diehard, but she was very happy she streamed Wonder Woman. Because she would have been pissed off if she went to the theater mm. and saw it. And I thought that's a very interesting point. Like, you're a diehard. I'd never want the theater to end. But a lot of people, I think, are going to. I'm not sure about that movie. So I'm going to watch. I'm going to stay home and stream that versus Endgame. Totally want to be there. Want to get in that theater. So it's like a <laughs> yeah. movie theater is going to only be sustainable by the big popcorn movies the big ones we're waiting for like or like because king kong versus godzilla i know it's meant to be on a big screen but i don't know if that's going to do well i don't know if it's going to be a good movie we might just saw the best parts so are you thinking like the dramas and the rom-coms are just going to go straight to streaming meanwhile your big special effects budget kind of stuff is more the the theater type of yeah. Show? What I'm saying is, there is this, there is this lack of of commitment because if you can stay home and watch a movie you're not sure of, that's mm-hmm. a lot easier than going to the theater spending, not in your case, Matt, but twelve dollars at Marcus Theater, right, and, and right. coming home and being pissed off about it. Matt, my question to you is: Has movies kind of has it always been like that where the big top, the big movies like the End Games and the Infinity Wars and the Marvels carry a movie theater until the next big thing. And oh like, yeah, yeah. Just get little rom coms and uh, horror movies, and is it, does it work like that? 
that's that's almost exactly how it works because oh. you know Mar- Marvel always has their certain months where they put out movies. Mm-hmm. It's May, November, October sometimes. Um, well, they started throwing Disney, out yeah. Well, What's March be March oh. became a month. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Starting like, and it. I, I read a thing on this. It was three hundred. That it was like yes. three hundred and Watchmen and something else that created March as kind of like a mid mid season, you know, here in the upper Midwest, it's, it's the long dark of Moria where there's just nothing going on. And some filmmakers decided we're going to put some movies out in this time. And they're awesome films. Like I believe John wick was a a March, like the first one was a March release. I think you're right. Yeah. And it started being that kind of thing. Um, But you know, the one thing that, that I don't know if anyone really thinks about is last year, or at least for 2020, uh, 2019, sorry, that was record-breaking box office numbers. Correct. And it was the third highest of all time. So it's what not was, like what was what was the just overall box office for oh, okay, movie okay. theaters. Um, so you know, it's not like the theaters were just slowly dying or anything like this. COVID really just, Shit. you know. Just, just shut it all down, you know? And, uh, you know, Johnny, when you were talking about that 10 to 15 year process of, of that's what's going to happen, the inevitability of, of the theaters going out of, out of, you know, circulation. I think COVID kind of gave that excuse to, for the studios to bump their, their timelines up. And I think that's one of the big things that happened. And, um, yeah, you know, to answer your question about the, the big movies, that's kind of why we're scared of Disney Plus because they already pulled one from us. They pulled Soul mm-hmm. from us, which that should have been a November huge, huge movie for us. And uh, um, you know, if if they do that with Black, Black Widow, Widow, it's it's going to be detrimental. Do you, do you think that some of the celebrities can start to? Oh yeah, good their one. contracts. I mean, I because I'm going through the list here, and I see Free Guy is supposed to be coming out, which looks great. It looks um, great. Do you think like Ryan Reynolds and like his contracts for future films? I mean, now that we've kind of gone through this process, can say, hey, if I'm going to make a movie, it better be 90 be, days in the theater only. It 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 better be a theatrical release. We better yeah. be able to see that on the big screen. Because yeah. I I heard that's kind of what Nolan was. He's like, oh, I'm absolutely. Not, I'm not making yeah. a movie that's not going to be shown on the big screen. The Rock could pull that off. Well, that's what I mean. Like when you get those mega stars, yeah. If if they want to take that stand, yeah, is that going to force studios oh. or are studios going to? I think you just solved the problem. So well, any they, of the stars out there, you know, because for Nolan time. was talking about possibly getting um, all the the Screen Actors Guild. Uh, to to boycott Warner Brothers because of what they're doing, okay. and can you imagine hey. if ev- that's every single actor out there? Yeah, um, you know, and and I think there is some voice that that some of these big wigs can these these big powerhouse people, directors, producers, mm-hmm. and like you said, even actors can step up and say something. And I think that would go a long way. So, I mean, it's tide, just like yeah. in, in in football, if you have a player that says. I don't want to play for this team, you know, the mm-hmm. 
team's got to, or that they have to assign someone in, in order to make me happy, the, the team's going to assign someone if that guy's worth enough to them. You know, right, right. the same can be said for all these actors. If they say that we're not going to, we're not going to act for your studio anymore, I think things would change a little bit. Yeah. That's a really good point. That was, that was genius, Greg. That was. Well, well I, it, but I, at the same time, the other side of that, I remember reading a story, and this is back in the golden age of Hollywood when the Warner Brothers were actually still running the studio. Um, I think, was it Groucho Marx? It, it, it was it was either the Marx Brothers or it was uh, James Cagney or somebody made a big deal about, well, I don't, I'm not going to do this. Like, he didn't want to fulfill some part of his contract. And so, I don't even know the Warner Brother it was, brought him into the office that had a nice view of the water tower. And he says, Who's na- whose name is up there? He's like, well, it's one of He's like, that's right. It's my name. Get in there and do your fucking film. I mean, it, you know, it's one of those kinds of things. Like I, I want to know where that balance of power now rests. I mean, given in this social media age where, I mean, the rock tweets out one, he, he could tweet out the name of our podcast and we would be in the top 10 podcasts, but the, the next day, yeah, I mean, with that kind of power, that they could leverage a lot of that, and I think that would be interesting. But just maybe. yeah, that's a, that's an interesting. I'm sure it's going to start trickling that way. I think people are going to start like people that we're talking about here, the 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 real power brokers in Hollywood. And when I mean the real power brokers, I think the the power has shifted. It's gone more to the actors mm-hmm. now. Because all they have to do is just say, "Yeah, I'm not going to do this unless, you know, unless unless I'm on Disney or unless unless this goes theatrically for 90 days first, and then that's probably how that's the only way that I can see it moving forward if it's going to save a business." Now, I want to go back a little bit, Matt, because I didn't mean to say that theaters will phase out. What I meant to say was, I don't think theaters are ever going to go away. I think they're going to become more of a, they won't be as many of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of the situation now that's going on with streaming and, and how now Paramount and I'm sure Warner brothers is going to, if they're not working on it now, they're they're uh, they're It's definitely come. They're definitely going to start is create a Warner brothers channel. Well, that's, that's HBO max. Oh, is that? Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Well, okay. and I, to go along with what you're saying, John, I, and what I think is going to happen, I think the town is going to be the type of theater that survives. Yes, that's what I'm it, actually, And it's yeah. going to be the mega multiplex that they just can't that cover close. that overhead. Yeah, right, right. Yes. It's going to be so. you guys where it's, hey, we're all going to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Let's all do our thing. Or, hey, let's all go see Raiders of the Lost Ark or Back to the Future or Jaws. Well, You'll have that on screen three, and you'll have whatever the big summer blockbuster is uh, in yeah. screen one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and have that kind of mix. Um, so I did look up. I do want to bring up a couple other films that are coming out, um, just because I want us to talk about them. Uh, so we talked about Spiral. We talked about Free Guy. There's another Fast and the Furious coming out, F9, oh. which. You make that sound, John, but those are some box office numbers. They make money. So yeah. they, Transformers. They make monies, and I want to know when eventually they're just going to join G.I. Joe because that is totally what those films are now. 
they are what G.I. Joe set out to do and failed. I'm and now waiting, I'm waiting for them to jump the shark. I think they're getting there too because they're talking about space. One of them is going to ha- involve space, and that's when gonna that's when they're going to jump the shark. They had a preview oh, on the Super Bowl of <laughs> Vin Diesel swinging a car across a ravine. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, that Super Bowl <laughs> ad I thought was actually really poor. Like I thought they kind of wasted their money on that one. the The trailer for the for the movie is actually pretty decent, but you know for what it's worth. But uh, yeah, that Super Bowl ad I was pretty. Yeah, uh, you know what I never understood about Fast and the Furious? They were street racers, and then all of a sudden they become secret agents. GI Joe. Yeah, they're saving the. But no, GI Joe was the real American hero. They were like a soldier unit. They weren't. Hey, one day he's Bob working at Walmart, and the next day he's saving the world (laughs) from Cobra. It wasn't that, and that's exactly what this is. This is like. Uh huh. Vin Diesel owned a gas station or, a, or a, uh, a chop shop, and he was illegally stealing stereo equipment from right. trucks. And next thing you know, this guy's fucking saving the world. Right. Like, Some, and he's submarine, like racing yeah, a submarine. And in the he, a, he acts like, yeah, exactly. He acts like, this is what I do. Yeah. Like, no, you don't. So it's all about family. <laughs> no, it ain't. Exactly. <laughs> it ain't about exactly. family anymore, bro. Exactly. Uh, Superhero-wise, we got Venom coming out. Uh, eh, whatever. I wasn't a big fan of the first one. It was I. Woody oh, I actually liked the first one. Oh, you did? Oh, did you? I did. I, I think you have to be a fan of Venom or not. To, no, I don't think so. I think you can... Tom I mean, Hardy. I'm a fan of Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. And I like Tom Hardy. To me, without the Spider-Man connection to it, I think they just missed a lot. Yeah. So that, and I'm not saying you make. It's all right. Peter Wanda's Parker going to take care of it all. It's fine. That's true. <laughs> not saying you make Par- Peter Parker the original host, but just when it was when Venom was like, I'm a loser on my planet, too. What? Yeah. No, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, 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 a, that's the stuff I'm having with. Uh, it's funny when, when things like that break down on a movie and I go, what? Out loud, Ursula goes, Oh, is that wrong? Is that not what he does? <laughs> no, that's totally wrong. Um, Shang-Chi, I'm in Legend of the Ten Rings. I've seen absolutely nothing other than who's in it, yeah. but I'm, I'm a stupid martial arts movie fan. So, a Marvel martial arts film, I'm all for. No, me Maybe. Too. Me too. Maybe. Got another Purge film coming out. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that either. The Forever Purge, uh, slated for this time, July July 9th. I don't know. This time, the purge lasts longer than 12 hours. (laughs) I love the original purge film, I love it. It was was an original idea that you were like, the concept of it was good, and even like the first, I'd say, three films, like up to election night, and the TV series was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's all the Purge films so far. Yeah. Um, so you like them all? Just like all the Purge yeah, I guess films. Yeah, I guess I do like all of them. We'll, we'll, but I'm, I think now, like, you're getting to the point of, like, where are they going with it? Like, the first three, like, they follow a story. Like, there's a, yeah. a progression, a, an escalation. Um, and now I don't, I don't 
being that I didn't even know this one was coming out, I'm kind of wondering what they're doing. Um, the Green Knight from A24, they put out some good but weird stuff. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Dev Patel, I think, right? Uh, yes, Dev Patel. And... You know what I wish they would have pulled off? Ooh, Joel Edgerton. The Universal Monsters. Universe. The Dark Universe? I wish they would have pulled that off. I actually liked The Mummy. I actually liked it. I was like, okay, I'm fine with this. For what it was? Yeah. Yeah. For, for a setup film? Like, I'm not I talking about I the Brandon Fraser one. I'm talking about the Tom Cruise one where, right. again, he shows everybody he's the fastest man alive. A dude can run. He can run. He can he can flat out run away from any natural disaster that's coming his way. That's oh, yeah. true. Moscow's collapsing. He's running away. Uh, the man. King's Man, which I really want to see because I'm a fan of those films. Yeah. The yeah. Kingsman film. This mm-hmm. is like the origin. Yes, the origin. Um, yeah. There's a Paw Patrol movie, which I know none of us care about, but families are going to dig it. At least it's still relevant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Resident Evil remake. Didn't know that was mm. coming. Now, that, those are fun movies. They suck, but they're fun. Uh, I'm on board for like three. I think four I was looking at like, okay, you lost me. <laughs> oh, Dear Evan Hansen. That'll be a good one. Who? Anybody familiar with that? Dear Evan Hansen? No. It's it's one of the top Broadway uh, plays that's Next. come out recently. <laughs> Stop it. Why do you hate musicals so much? You know what? It's a good question. I don't know why I hate musicals. I just it's, feel like... It's going to be right up there with Greatest Showman, in my opinion. I think that's what... You know what? Be. I actually have never seen The Greatest Showman, and I, and I want to. I desperately want to. It's um, a good film. Yeah, it has a lot of people I actually like. Like, I think her name is Zadina. Matt gave a groan. You, you, you didn't like Greatest much. Showman? You didn't like no. it? No. No. And I do like music. I like some musicals. Like, is I it like, because uh, the girl with the big boobs has a better beard? or? What? Oh, yeah. She's, she's <laughs> kind of spoken, kidding. actually. But, I'm uh, just kidding. Um, no, you know I like Chicago. You know I like I like some some of the uh, musical type stuff, but that one honestly, it just felt like everyone was doing their acting in their own room, and they just spliced it all together. Like it didn't feel like there was any okay. continuity between the the characters at all. Okay, I can. Uh, I can. You don't see. have to agree. You don't have to agree with that. No, I'm not going to. But I can see where you're getting that from. Oh, okay. Um. I think Greg secretly, I think his, when he dies and goes to heaven, I think his heaven's going to be a musical. Oh, absolutely. He's going to walk around the entire time. Giant, a giant knight of the cross in a musical. Superhero. Superpowers. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what his heaven is. Yep. I believe so. Mine Uh, is Tom Brady wins again. Jesus. (laughs) Again. Uh, We forgot to talk about the Eternals, which is later part of the year in November. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. I haven't seen anything on it. Like yeah, we saw some screenshots and some actors, but we don't even know what the plot is. Right. I yeah. felt that way when I first heard about this Guardians of the Galaxy thing. I'm like, right. what? What are, what are we doing? Well, what is this? And then I was like, oh, this is fun. And he, this this is what I say is interesting because yeah, with Guardians of the Galaxy again, nerds like Matt and I were like. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy? Really? Star-Lord? Out 
okay, well, yeah, I'm going to see it because it's a Marvel film. Yeah. But, and we ended up liking it. But, like, our first reaction was, really? And it ended up being great. With you, and I think part of that was there weren't a lot of preconceived notions. Right. Like, like even the nerds were like, all right, do Guardians. We'll be a blank slate. See how it goes. Mm-hmm. Eternals is the same way. Like, I have some opinions about, really, you're going to do the Eternals? Really? Oh, all right. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you haven't let me down yet. So, yeah. Let's Kevin just see you knows Can we talk about that for one quick second? That's amazing. Like, I don't think a lot of people, especially kids, like I was telling my nephew this the other day, you don't understand how, how hard and how amazing it was what they put together. Like, from phase one of Iron Man all right. the way to Endgame. Were they all perfect films? No, but some of them, some of them weren't great films, but they were still watchable, <laughs> and well, they and still mattered. And those early right. films were gambles. I yes, mean, yes, and they pulled it off. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it was something that I think we all wished we could see when we were in the eighties, and when we got yeah. something finally, we were like, oh, like. That's a that's a styrofoam suit. What's going on here? It's got you rubber know? ears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rubber ears. Exactly. Like taking my Captain America. That's I'm a Thor Captain America. I became a Thor guy, but I'm a I was a Captain America, and when I saw that one, oh my god, that broke my heart. Broke everybody's heart. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, they're pulling it off, and they're pulling off yeah. really good actors and. I remember hearing forever that Tom Cruise was going to be Tony Stark. And I thought, oh, he's going to fuck that up. Like, well, in the 90s, it would have been. I mean. Yeah, yeah you're right. So, okay. Well, on. And the, Sorry. the one movie that I'm stupidly excited for, and again, they've cut a great trailer, is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, yeah. Yes. And it looks really good. It that does. was one. That was one of the big disappointments of last summer where I was like, oh. I'm not going to see the Ghostbusters film because it looks amazing. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Piques your interest enough. Absolutely. What's the date for that one? Uh, Right now, November 11th. So far enough out that it could happen. If, if, if vaccines actually do their jobs and, and whatnot, it could happen. It could happen. Could be released, and that's uh, Columbia Pictures, which they don't have a streaming service right now. So, hey, I thought real Just throw a plus <laughs> on there, and then they have <laughs> real quick. True. Didn't didn't Wisconsin stop with the whole mask thing? Uh, no. Aren't you guys like Florida now? No, no. I think well, that was... Evers, the Supreme Court uh, went over Evers, and then Evers dropped another one. So I'm not sure if where we're at now, but. All right. I'm I'm still wearing one when I go out, so don't look at me like that, Superman. <laughs> He's thinking about that F bomb you dropped a few minutes ago. <laughs> I oh, we don't. God. Actually, that's true. He would yeah. be upset by that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would be. He'd be like, "We don't do that here, sir." <laughs> that's not very American of you. All right. Well, we are two hours in. We're two hours in. Matt, this is fun. Um, 
I'm not going to do the gauntlet unless you want us to run through it real quick. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I don't have to show how dumb I am. All right. <laughs> next time. All right, next, next time. time. Next time. Matt, this was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Any last words you'd like to tell anybody about the – or I'm sorry, where can they find you? Like Instagrams, Facebook? Yeah, we've got uh, Facebook, The Town Cinema, uh, Instagram, The Town Cinema, website, town-cinema. Um, you'll find us. We're in Watertown. We're on Main Street. We're a good uh, place. Very T-O-W-N-E. Cool. cool. Greg, any last words for our fine listening audience? Well, I don't. I don't think Clark's going to like it too much. But as you're out and about, and you're getting, and we're starting, we're hitting a trend in some places where maybe it looks like we can get out and get some places. Um, and you're seeing your fellow man out there. Just don't be a douche. Yeah, and and you know what, guys, quit hating Tom Brady. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. All right. Oh. For uh, Matt, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. I actually had a great time. I don't care if anybody's not listening to this one. I had a blast. Um, (laughs) Greg, as usual, for Johnny and the Greg, we are out of here, guys. Podcast out. Take care.